What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. Uh, if you're seeing this, it's the day before Halloween, or I mean, if you're a time traveler, this is <laughs> it's later. Um, so happy Halloween from all of us here at Bizarre Junkies. But more importantly, we have Mr. Jay Wosley back in studio. Jay, thank Woo-hoo! you so much for coming back on, thank especially you. with the, the yeah. week we just had here on the show. <laughs> right? Yeah, I heard, uh, uh, heard you got some some paranormal action. Yeah. So I mean, if you haven't heard by now, which it's all we've been talking about. Mm. Uh, we did our first ever paranormal investigation over at the Pioneer Saloon in Good Springs, which mm-hmm. you guys have been to. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from being a skeptic about ghosts to I'm fully convinced now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it takes sometimes. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I tell everybody like, you know, I get being a skeptic. I still approach things skeptically, but like until you do it yourself and you have those experiences, like that's the best way to, you know, hands down know there's something else. Yeah, it was. Uh, I almost the way I the way I related it the day or the morning after when I woke up, um, Travis was like bummed because the drive home I was quiet. Right. He thought I was gonna be all excited and I was like, no, I was like processing. Like mm-hmm. I was like, what did I just Yeah, it's draining too. Yeah. Like, like we actually call it uh after an intense investigation, we call it a lockdown hangover. <laughs> I've I had that. I had and it wasn't it was yeah. nowhere near as long as your guys's. I think we yeah. were there for five or six hours total. Mm-hmm. Um but it was just very – I get it, though, because you you are the camera crew. You are the production crew. Right. You are the investigator. Yeah, but it's not even a physical. It's a mental yeah. drain. I think it is just like opening yourself up so much and trying to make contact. And when you do make contact, I do feel – and I think that's one of the things our show specifically like does well. And like the four of us combined, like something about our energies together can actually like help make contact, if that makes sense. And it's like using our energies as well to manifest or communicate something like that. And it's just – it's draining us. Yeah, I uh, everybody else seemed fine, but like myself and the other guy who was on the investigation with mm-hmm. us, and even the owner, we were kind of like, <sighs> like what did yeah. what did we just go through? Like the way I, it's a very grim way of 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 relating it, but I related it to when my friend died in a few years ago, who actually helped start this channel. Mm-hmm. It was like my body was trying to accept the information while also rejecting the information at the right. same time. Yeah, because I think it's natural for our minds to want to make order of everything and wants to make sense of our world, our reality. You know, all these frequency waves shooting around, we put it in order. We see what we see. So it makes sense when you experience something paranormal. Like, it's just a natural, like, like it just fries your brain almost. Yeah. Uh, we do have a clip to run, but before we do that, uh, I know you just got some, but I got you a gift as well. Yeah. Uh, so I got yeah, you some cool like comic Christmas. books. Yeah, I mean. Oh, wow. So this is from Sweet. here, us here at the Bizarre Junkie. See, there's some stickers. Oh, um, play with those at your own risk. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and Guardians. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I uh, I tried to get into Thank comic you. book collecting. You're, yeah, no problem. I, I'm very grateful to have you here and oh, yeah. and, and the uh, the insight you gave me before going into this hunt because we had a sit down. Um, and I just asked you point mm. blank. I was like, "What am I? You're the pro here. Mm. What am I doing? Like, yeah. how do I approach an investigation? How do I? I've never done it before. I mean, mm. I've seen your show. I'd seen Ghost Hunters, but like, it seems like everybody's been in it for 20, 30 years. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I've been watching for twenty years, but now I'm just getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, uh, yeah, so I guess, Lana, let's go ahead and roll this clip. So this is when we first started the investigation. Okay. This is like lights had been off for 15, 20 minutes at this point. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at the poker table. Ready? Are you in the office right now? Whoa. Did you hear that? Whoa. Yeah. You heard the footsteps? Like a... Whoa, whoa, yeah. yeah. So back there. Everybody, uh, everybody was in that room. Everybody was there. Yeah. We, had, our, we had just done a lights on tour. Nobody else was in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had started, we were sitting, to kind of preface, this is kind of going to kind of spoil it, but at this point, 
the episode releases today as well. So nice. this is this should be a reason to go watch it. Uh, we do the lights on tour. I go to sit at the poker table. Mm-hmm. I go to pull the chair, and it feels like something's holding the chair in. Oh, nice. So yeah. in the video, you see me kind of do this, and everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh. <laughs> and so I sit down, and I let Steven talk for a little bit, and he's explaining. And then I go, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I'm like feeling like an energy right now. And Steven, the, the owner, goes, yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling that too right now. Right. And so when we started the investigation, we're like, okay, let's go back there. We mm-hmm. sit down. We're like, I, I don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. At all. And then yeah. we started hearing movement in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of just led us on a mm-hmm. in, into the back. But I wanted to show you that because yeah. I wanted to share. Oh, did I start? Yeah, you're, you're talking about it. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Jumped up a lot there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's that's fun. So for anybody Which is weird because that happens. Like, honestly, that happens all the time. Like, yeah. even on locations where, like, we have things and we start talking about what we're experiencing in the moment, we'll get extra readings and things start popping off yeah. and no one happening and it's like it's almost like it's conscious and it's aware and it's like oh they can see us they can hear us hey we're over here like and it starts even more trying to yeah. get your attention so anybody who's just listening um i kind of as a joke but also as out of seriousness i put an emf detector next to jay and myself <laughs> just to see and i kind of prove the point if we start <laughs> right. talking about these things is it, are we going to start seeing right. a little <laughs> bit of a spike there um they've been sitting here the whole time they've been on the first yeah. green so there's it's not like there's next to an outlet or anything um but One thing too just just to clarify with emf detectors too is that like right now like even if it was like spiking for some reason that can be normal if it stays yeah because that means like it's a constant there's a source there's like a electrical line or something like but when it's like off and on and it goes back and forth and it's you know blasting and then it goes nothing for a while like that's unexplainable yeah and then too when you walk and it shows like something's transient like or you could be in the middle of a room and it's you know and then you're like come over here and then there's nothing and all of a sudden it appears again like you know capturing this movement of whatever this energy source is yeah we did that because i 100 percent wanted to go into this and be like if I can debunk it, I will. Mm. And so there's there was times where Brian was super excited. He's like, yo, it's going off. I walk over there and I kind of hold to I'm like, oh, no, there's a power line right here. Right. Nah. And I'm like, that would probably be a, a logical yeah. explanation for this mm-hmm. in the moment. But there were times where um, in the back room, there's where they wash the dishes mm-hmm. and it was popping off for us. But And I'm like, is there any electrical here? What's right, this, what's this pipe? And he's like, no, that's plumbing. And I was like, right. okay, so there's really nothing right. going on. Mm-hmm. But Is it only electrical that... That makes that don't make it go off. Uh, there, well, it depends on the meter. There's different settings. There's like electrical, magnetic. There's also geomagnetic. So like there is like a nat- natural uh, EMF that comes from the earth. Yeah, so like, like different s- sources and things yeah. like have stronger magnetic poles. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like some meters have more settings. You can dial in more specifically. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you have money, Lana. We were, we were operating on a budget here. Uh, but they worked fine. I mean, we used them in tandem. Uh, like I told you before the show, we had mm. we used the Ghost Tube app okay. for, as a spirit box because the spirit box, like, I didn't know how expensive they were until oh, I yeah, looked they've jumped like, up a lot. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel you have – you guys have, might have ruined that uh, – That economy, yeah. Or, or made the economy great for the, the sellers, I guess. Yeah. I uh, but so we had it on the app and – by itself, it's creepy, but mm. even on when you open the app, it says, do not use this alone and count it as sole evidence. Right. So what we did is, and this will be on the video and in camera, mm. we, had an, we had our audio recorder, we had our Zoom recorder here, we had the voice meter here, or the spirit box here, and then we mm. had the EMF. Nice. Every time we would get a response, the EMF would spike. Yeah, that's great. That's so, the way to do it. Like, to be yeah. able to justify it on multiple yeah. pieces of equipment, is that's, that's the goal right there. Yeah, so that... 
I'm forever changed from it. I'm actually kind of hooked. Yeah. I thought I was going to shit myself. Right. It becomes addictive, right? <laughs> yeah, now I'm yeah. like, where do we go next? But now they're <laughs> right. like trying to, let's go to Goldfield Hotel. I'm like, let's, okay, let's slow down a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's kind of take it a couple, yeah, then we'll go there. Okay, let's not. Yeah, Goldfield's, that's, that place never, where you guys never started. disappoints. Yeah. It's where the show, where they did the documentary, got the first brick flying evidence. Yep. Uh, it was actually my first episode I ever worked on. That's when you got hired was for Yeah, that. back in 2010. I, they flew me out to Vegas. I got picked up. They're like, we're going out in the desert. And <laughs> You're like, what? It was, uh, it was the Goldfield episode. Yeah, I uh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. But for, for at the very least now on this channel, we're going to do this once a year, at the very mm. least. Oh, yeah. Um, may, it might just be we go to the Pioneer and we'll bring like an influencer with us right. and try to get them to freak the mm -hmm. fuck out. But right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was tremendous. Um, so before we get into kind of our segments, um, when I had met with you, you were telling me about like one of the first shows you worked on, not even ghost related, mm -hmm. but it was so crazy that like I wanted to bring it up again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was that tow truck, right? Yeah, wreck show. chasers. Yeah. So if you don't mind going a little bit into that, yeah. about what that show was. Yeah. So before Ghost Adventures, like one of the big TV shows I was working on was a show called Wreck Chasers, which was on Discovery, and the concept of this show was following around tow truck drivers, and we were in Philadelphia and not the city of brotherly love part of Philadelphia. And this was like the worst part of Philly. Uh, but good people. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we filmed along, made good friends. Like, they're good people. But, like, they're in a rough area. And they're all doing whatever they got to do to survive. You know, not judging. But, and basically in Philly, uh, in basically every city, there's what they call the tow rotation. So, like, if there's an accident, usually the police show up. They go to the list, and they're like, all right, who's the next tow truck company? They call that company. They have 20 minutes to get there. They don't get there. They call the next company on the list. And then the next accident, they go to the next person. So it's basically a way to give every company in the city a fair chance to get work. Philadelphia didn't really enforce that. So what we would do, we would basically spend all day and all night with these tow truck companies just kind of sitting around waiting, listening to the police scanners. And all of a sudden it would go off and be like, there's a wreck at, you know, 23rd and Gerard, and we would all hop in different vehicles and literally race to the scene of the accident. Uh, and basically in Philly, whoever got there first would get the job. So it created almost this gang war kind of experience and kind of atmosphere there. Uh, and sometimes you show up and there's an opposing tow truck company that gets there at the same time and they're fighting and arguing. Uh, there was murders over this. Um, there was like two companies got to one point at the same time. They got into a fight. The one guy shot the guy, killed him. Uh, in retaliation, they burned down their uh, rec, you know, yard where they kept all their towed cars and stuff in their offices. So it just caused this, you know, really intense environment. Uh, it was the only job that I ever actually had bulletproof vests because sometimes we would listen to a police scanner and they'd be like, there's a wreck, but we don't know why there's a wreck or what's going and we roll up, and it's a stolen car, and now we're running up into a police shootout with some guy that stole a car. And, you know, we're ducking and duck around a car. and be like, oh, there's a dead guy, and then I'm going to go hide over here now. And, <laughs> you know, kind of running around just trying to stay safe but also keep filming at the same time. So when you were on Ghost Adventures, like, oh, this ain't shit. I've seen everything <laughs> at this point. Yeah, well, it was from there, actually, that, you know, at that time I was doing that. And the production company that ran that show was also the production company that – did all the logistics and stuff for Ghost Adventures. And at that exact time, thankfully, you know, it just was synchronicity uh, where Ghost Adventures wanted to bring on a full-time sound guy. And they were like, wow, this Jay guy's, I guess, doing a great job on this tow truck show, which is super intense. Let's give him a shot and let's throw him out there. And 
and it was right kind of a, right at the end of the tow truck show it kind of stopped because there was too much violence going on and some people uh, we knew that we worked with actually got murdered by another tow truck company uh, and then we took some time off and we went to go film again and we showed up to a wreck and the police were like nope we're doing rotation get out of here so they kind of stopped and started enforcing the uh, tow, you know, the rotation list rule uh, rule and you know from there it was like hey jay like we have this other gig you can hop on and do sound for good. You don't have to wear a bulletproof vest. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just have to wear a spiritual vest. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Because at least with the bulletproof vest, you can see where the threat's coming from. Right. With yeah. the spiritual vest, you're like, I have no clue what's exactly, looking at me yeah. right now. Yeah, in some ways, like, honestly, like, I don't know. It was weird. I was never really afraid on that show. And I've done other, like, documentaries where, you know, we're in terrible places, crime-ridden spots, uh, even, you know, I've been on a little plane shooting a documentary and we flew through a, a like, basically a, I don't even know, some kind of like hurricane level storm and getting tossed around, terrifying moments. But there's just something, and I don't know, like I know you do a lot of camera stuff. So like there's something, there's like a, almost like a false wall when like you're yeah. looking on a monitor. It's like, I'm not really here. Like <laughs> I'm safe. And yeah. You're not. You're totally not safe at all. <laughs> but mentally there's like a weird separation that, I don't know, somehow always helped me. Yeah. I, you know, I, for me, I've thankfully I've never had to film anything crazy. I mean, I would say this is the craziest thing I filmed, which <laughs> yeah. is the ghost hunt. But I've had moments where like people have yelled at me, right. like I like um, for our boss, like he did the World Series of Poker, and I was there, and mm. security was like, "We will arrest you." And I'm like, "Bro, okay, oh, I'll, I'll leave." Oh, like, yeah. And I was there, like I was even, like I didn't even turn my camera on yet. I turned right. on like my phone just oh, to wow. quick, get a quick clip. But they're like, "Yeah, do you, where's your media pass?" I was like, "I I don't have right. one." And they're like, "Yeah, um, you need to leave." And I was like, "Okay," and they're like. They're like, like go now. I was like, just putting my phone in my right. pocket. And I was like, yeah. okay. I'm can I tell my boss? They're like, no, we'll arrest you. And I was right. like, okay, all right. <laughs> right. This was like yeah. six months ago Jeez. too. I was like, all right. Yeah, I remember we were shooting in Paris once, and I was filming, and we were just like in some kind of plaza, like just getting shots. I think uh, of Zach just walking around and stuff. And we're just filming. It's in a public space, which you're allowed to film in public spaces. And there was some guy that was like at a booth, like just selling something. And he starts pointing at me, and he's like, I wasn't even filming him. He was, like, way off in the distance, out of focus. But I was like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> so, of course, I, like, zoom in. I'm like, what is he doing? And he's just, like, pointing at me, and he's cursing at me. I'm like, don't film me. So I'm like, all right. So I start zooming in more and more <laughs> closer. He pulls out a machete, and he's, like, going like this and, like, waving it at me. And I'm just like, I just kept getting closer and zooming in even more on him. <laughs> Jay's like, am I the problem? Like, why did the guy... <laughs> right, what? Yeah, you're like, what are you going to do, stab me? And then the headline says, man, stabbed 17 right? times yeah. after asking, what are you going to do, like, stab me? Right. I was like, what are you really, <laughs> really going to do that? Come on. <laughs> All right, so uh, our producer, Franny, so we do a live show every, every Wednesday night mm. on YouTube where we have an influencer like yourself or somebody of interest in other podcast hosts, and we just watch creepy videos that are culminated, either sent in by the community or that we find. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been on there plenty of times. Nice. Um, We've had other people who have actually ended up becoming guests on the show because we've seen their stuff. Um, but so our producer, Franny, is in charge of that. And mm -hmm. so he he brought in some questions um, with some personal experiences. And then we'll have some videos we kind of want to get your your expert opinion sure, on because yeah. it's always interesting if you're going to be like, right? no, I know what that is. <laughs> right, I've done yeah. that. Uh, so he asks, when it pertains to EVP recordings, why do you think that recording devices are able to pick up on audio that we cannot hear with our own naked ears? Mm -hmm. And he has a story. Mm -hmm. He says, I have an experience where I called a friend one afternoon on a landline and the call was intercepted by what I can only describe as a plethora of entities all speaking to me at once, making demands and cursing at me with, with the screams of many people in the background. How often do situations like this happen? Is there? An, uh, I guess this is another question. Mm. So let's go to the, back to the first one where yeah. he asks, 
when it pertains to EVP recordings, why do you think that recording devices are able to pick up on audio that we cannot hear with our own naked ears? Yeah, uh, it's honestly simply put, it's frequency ranges. So like even like these microphones, these are SM7Bs, like they have a certain frequency range that they can record in. But there's sound that exists on both ends of that range that this won't pick up. There's sub-frequencies, there's infrasound, there's super high-pitched things like a dog whistle, for example. Like we can't hear a dog whistle, but dogs can hear it. So that, that exists. We know that sound exists. So it's the same thing with EVPs, like different recorders have different frequency ranges and usually they're a little bit outside of our normal hearing range. So that's why like a lot of the times, uh, and we've been starting to map them more and kind of keep track of where they lie in frequency ranges. And it is finding that it's on those edges usually where like it's just outside or just within our hearing range. And like, you don't necessarily notice it in you know, the actual like live environment, but the recorder can still pick it up. So that's kind of my, I guess the scientific basics, you know, uh, explanation. Uh, also, I feel there, you know, theoretically, there's a way where like, especially like using like magnetic tape and like, uh, you know, cassette recorders or like basically non-digital recorders too, and maybe even digital. Like uh, there's, you know, the theory that like spirits are energy and that they can actually manipulate electrical objects. So even though we don't hear it, maybe it was never projected, if that makes sense. It was never projected loud into the atmosphere, into the environment but somehow they're able to get that message directly into that electronic device. Did you capture all that, Lana? I sure did. I think it probably went over it. But, um, <laughs> so kind of piggybacking off of that. Sound frequencies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So to piggyback off of that, I've, I've, you know, after, especially after this week, I'm like, I want to do this more. Let me do research on, yeah. like, I'm using a Zoom H6. It's kind of overkill, like, mm. in the terms of, like, I got to kind of two-hand it. Right. Um, it gets tremendous audio, but I saw that there's like, and you've probably heard, seen this, like the, the Panasonic recorder from the 90s oh, yeah. that everybody has. Yep. I saw a video of a guy being like, this is awful because what it does is it just starts making noise. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think we've used those ones. There's, there's something about the older ones too. And um, I've never noticed noise because we've done stuff where like it's sitting flat. It's, there's, it's a totally control environment and we still get amazing EVPs. Uh, and we always try and like one thing I think I even mentioned to you before about like marking EVPs. Yeah, that's like where if you helpful. are shuffling, if you're moving around, like if you feel the recorder slip, just be like, oh, I'm moving. Like yeah. just kind of and we did that tagging it as you go, so you know that those sounds that you hear, you know, are are accounted for basically. So with stuff like that, but there's something about the older one. I don't know if like newer ones with the digital technology, there's more filters, there's more processing, and I think it is part of what I was saying with the frequency range. Newer recorders, like everyone wants to go crisp and clean and the highest quality, highest resolution, uh, things like that. And I think we lose a little bit on that high end and bottom end of the range. And I think that's why some of those older recorders, they're just a wider range that still be able to pick up stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, the video I saw was, it was, the guy was like trying to, he was like, don't, he's like, right. it's, it's creating, he was like, I'm in a room that I, I've never had activity mm -hmm. before in my life. He, he sets it down and it starts making like almost like little hums. Huh. Like, and you can yeah. see the wavelength. He was like, like, it sounds like you might have a messed up recorder. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. But also, yeah. I noticed that with that one, everything sounds so blown out. Right. Which I'm like, I don't want blown. I guess if that's what it takes, maybe that's what it takes. I'm, I told you beforehand, hmm. um, just before this, I was trying to clean up our EVPs because right. there's a lot of humming and whizzing right. from. Well, see, there's a thing like, do you know what the actual hum on microphones and recordings are from? Like, that's actually the universe's 
vibrational sounds. Right, right. Well, I mean, so like, in this like case, that. this was this was like I could I I heard the noise when we were there. It, it's the right. refrigerator, the refrigerators, and the right. Of course, they're going to have noises, but there yeah. is like like basically even if it's totally silent and you turn this microphone way up, yeah, there's going to get to a point where it's like a shh, and that's yeah. the same frequency that the basically the universe is vibrating at. Right. And it's basically frequency background noise. And like there's a whole thing with that. Like so if you are boosting levels, like you can actually pick up things in that range as well. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick your brain after after this because it's gonna get <laughs> real, real nerdy. I'm gonna be like, what how do I oh, how yeah. do I cause like Premiere doesn't have everything I need <laughs> right. to clean oh, it yeah. up. Um, but okay, so moving on to this next story, he says, I have an experience where I called a friend one time on a landline and the call was intercepted by what I can only describe as a plethora of entities all speaking to me at once, mm -hmm. making demands and cursing at me with the screams of many people in the background. How often do situations like this happen? And is there another explanation for this instead of it being, I talk to the dead? I'm trying to find answers for my paranormal experience where I saw a full-fledged entity in my house after being in contact with an active Ouija board. Yeah. I mean, landline's tough because I know back in the day, like, there's the theory of lines getting crossed, like, yeah. way back when it was, like, switchboard operators and they had to connect you and, you know, it's all hardwired. And then it basically all goes to a box and then there's literally people being like, this person's calling this, like a patch bay yeah. and doing all that. So, like, there's the idea that there could be crossover and you're hearing other people's conversations, things like that. But today's landlines, like, are very rare, but they're also all digital-based, too. So there's not that switching and operating. So something like that, I would say, is definitely unexplainable. It depends, like, if you can hear them and they're like, I don't know, even if you did hear what they're talking about and it makes sense, like, it could still be something paranormal. Um, but it is, like, there's still lines. So, like, the idea that spirits and ghosts and all that are electrical energy still uh, – that they can transfer through cables and they can transfer through different lines and things like that. And, you know, it's like a, it's like the old movie Lawnmower Man. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but like it was this guy, it was like an old horror movie where this guy like gets sucked into a computer and becomes like this. It was like way back. It was like before. A B film, I'm assuming, too. Probably. Oh, yeah. No, it, was, it was kind of big in the moment. Oh, but okay. It's probably died out. It's like a, one of those old cheesy horror movies. But like the idea of it was this guy, like it's, his conscious and soul gets sucked into a computer and then he basically becomes a serial killer, but he could travel through, you know, telephone lines and electrical lines and things like that. He would have a field day today. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, to kind of piggyback off of that, there was something came up, I think, like 10 years ago where this lady would get a phone call or she mm -hmm. would try to make a phone call every day or every, I think it was the same time every week. But then she would get like a NORAD message. Oh, wow. Like it was NORAD like reading off codes. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was codes that would go to like the guy managing it to make sure like, oh, I don't have to launch a nuke right now. <laughs> right. But it was yeah. terrifying because it was like those oh. it was like those weather reports. Yeah. Well, it's uh, terrifying yeah. that, that may, might not be going to the place it needs to go Yeah, to. and that's what everybody was saying because <laughs> it, it was huge on Reddit and everyone on Reddit okay, was like, yeah. oh, we should probably find out who the fuck that's supposed to go right? to because yeah. that's probably not getting to them. Right. And there is like, there's still cases of interference and things like even in today's world, I don't know if you've ever had like, if you put your cell phone next to a speaker sometimes yeah. and your oh, yeah. phone rings, you get that like, the amount of times playing a show and like, I learned the hard way. Okay, oh, yeah. my phone is not going to sit on top of my right. amp. Yeah. <laughs> Airplane mode. Yeah, well, I didn't even do that. I yeah. would just put it in my gig bag. Lana, oh, yeah. legitimately, I would play shows live, and then like there would be a quiet, and you hear like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you can tell it's your phone. I was like, right. oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's like almost the same pattern as yeah. like your uh, your vibration or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like yeah. back in the day when you used to get a text and you you knew you were gonna get a text. Yeah, and you, used to hear you can it. still get that now if you yeah. put like you put your phone on an, on an uh, like your guitar amp. You would hear yeah. it through your cab. Yeah. Do you ever get Do you ever get phantom like rings and calls? Like I'll sit here sometimes and just be like, oh man, my yeah, phone yeah, that's just a, that's an actual thing. And like my my 
when the buzzer's off, it's in airplane yep. mode. It doesn't even have like the haptics on, but I'll yep. still like, I'll swear like it just vibrated. Yeah. Um, I remember reading about it. It's like a legitimate condition. Mm -hmm. Like your brain is just so like, ah, yeah. ah, I need dopamine. Right. Like every so many minutes, it usually does it. So yeah. Yeah. We had that on the hunt where, um, Brian was like, I, f I felt, I think he was holding this and mm -hmm. he was like, I f he was like, I thought it was my phone. I had it in my pocket oh, and it right. vibrated. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of dismissed it as kind of like a. No, I think that's just that condition kicking right, in, and yeah. you have something that mimics your phone yeah. in that pocket. It's just sad how addicted we all are. Yeah, yeah. But, but while you're addicted, though, watch Bizarre Junkies <laughs> yeah. clips yeah. on your addicted platform or on yeah. all of them. Um, so this next one uh, asks, is it possible that electricity and frequencies are able to exist within multiple dimensions and that we as humans exist in only one plane and paranormal entities and cryptids exist within another one that's not visible to us? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of that could be explanations of why, like, uh, it's not necessarily us in this world here, but there's like different crossovers of different realities, things like that. And for some reason, that location, you know, whether it was like through portal opening, things like that, or whatever it was that causes a riff and there's like a connection and you can go in there and you can almost experience bits of another reality. Outlook. Oh. <laughs> It's okay. You've we'll we'll edit that out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Outlook. It's somebody's... Actually, right. I should probably get that notification here in a second. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's a Google security alert. All right, uh, shut this show it's down. Probably, got... It's all the nuclear codes coming through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but, so not to cut you off, though. Oh, yeah, with yeah. The, uh, so we were talking about the... free. Oh, the dimensions and Right, how... yeah. Uh, and that was the thing. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but the Conjuring House was... Um, I remember when we interviewed the the uh, one of the kids that lived at the house when it was the famous story going on, and right. she explained what her mother, because she the mother was the one that got experiences, had the most experiences, was that she got to a point where she realized that she's just living, that there's like there's no time, like she's there living, and the old family that used to live there is living there at the same time. So <sighs> she would see them at the dinner table eating, but at first it was terrifying, and yeah, you know, you go through all these experiences like trying to think, am I crazy? and but like she got to a point where she almost like accepted it and was like, there's just no division between our time and their time. And Aww. for some reason, you know, she was able to experience that. And I remember when I was there, I was in the basement and I did a, a ritual to open a portal in the basement. And after Which, that, Gosh. speaking of, that's <laughs> fucking wild. Like, he's right. like, what are we going to do now? I'm going to open up a fucking portal. Just for right? fun. Just because uh, it's Sunday. And then, so after that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs. So Zach and Billy were upstairs. Uh, there's two levels of the house. So the main floor and upstairs. They were investigating up there somewhere. Uh, Aaron and I were downstairs. So Aaron stayed in the basement. I went upstairs. And I walked around probably for like 45 minutes, maybe even an hour. I don't know. And I literally felt I was in another time period. Like, once I came up the stairs... I didn't see Zach. I didn't see Billy anywhere in the house. I was yelling for him, calling for him, walking all around, um, and it was nothing. And then all of a sudden, I went in one room where our nerve center was. I feel like I didn't even see that our nerve center was there. Like, it was, like, kind of that idea. Like, it was a different time period. And then I walked out, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, like what the hell is going on? Like, starting to kind of lose it a little bit. And then Zach walks in from the room I was just in, and he's like, what's going on? What are you doing? And I'm like... I was just calling for you for like the last 45 minutes. <laughs> I just had another family. And like, <laughs> I just like lived a whole other lifetime. And <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know how I would like, if we're literally at the beginning of the episode talking about like comprehending this information, I would right. probably like <laughs> yeah. go into a panic state right. for like a month and just be like, I don't oh, yeah. know what the fuck just happened. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, it stays with you for sure. Yeah. I still think about it. And like, I have no idea what, what that was. I've had lost time. That's another one that really messes with your head. 
we were at a place, uh, it was called Adobe Los Coches, uh, somewhere in California, and it's like an old abandoned house. And I walked in, this was, uh, I guess, one of the earlier times, like, I don't know if we drew straws or whatever, but somehow I got picked to go in by myself. As, you, but, as one does. Yeah, and for some reason, uh, I only had a GoPro, like a night vision GoPro on my chest, and that was it. Uh, I think Zach took my phone. Uh, I, even, I think he even took my walkie-talkie. Like It was just yeah. like you're going in completely blind and just with a chest-mounted camera. Oh, I had a digital recorder, and I walked through the house. I remember walking through the house, and I remember getting to a point, and I sat. I found a chair, and I was like, I'm going to sit here and just kind of feel it out. In my mind, maybe 10 minutes later, the guys are like busting through the door, like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Like, just sitting here. Turns out, I watched the footage. I sit there for probably like a good part of an hour. And there's a part I start like twitching. I like drop down. Like, and I literally, in my world, it was like five to 10 minutes. And I sat down, they came in. And then watching that footage of me like sitting there, like, totally lost time is another one of those like just i i feel like it I, messes with my head i didn't necessarily feel but i felt like i was like when we started the i was like okay we've been here like mm. three hours now it's getting close to wrap up i'm like it's only 11 40 yeah we still have till 2 a.m like holy shit like right <laughs> it was almost like a little like 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 a shroom trip no like almost demoralizing i was like fuck i'm already terrified i gotta be here before <laughs> it's the beginning right yeah now i'm hearing yeah. like oh yeah you're gonna twitch yeah. on the floor and you're not even gonna remember thing i just thought of too in a new episode that just aired uh we were filming where we at we were in salt lake city in antelope island which is an island right in the middle of salt lake i didn't even know there was an island hmm. in the middle yeah and it's completely like pretty much abandoned it's like a nature preserve now but there's an old like uh, old farm settlement there and has lots of stories and I spent the night by myself in the woods and I had crazy interactions. I got scratched across my stomach. I lost my mind. Like I saw things running up on me. It was just terrifying. But what terrified me the most, which I didn't even know until like this literally just aired last week uh, or I guess when this airs. Well, no, we can talk about as we're recording. Theoretically, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it just aired and I didn't even see the footage. Apparently at the very end, like I'm being affected. I'm out of it. I don't feel right. I'm just like, all right, like, this has really drained me. This was a messed up night. Billy has the SLS or the XLS camera and he turns it past me and it shows my figure, but it's not able to map me. And it's almost like these entities are like pouring off of me. Like, like it's having trouble mapping me as a human. Like it was just, I've never, we've, none of us has ever seen the XLS do anything like that. And seeing that and was like, all right, I knew what I felt. And then to be able to see that happening to me was still just another like, 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 all right, I guess I'm not sleeping for a while. <laughs> God, yeah, I, uh, I'm sure you you got over this after a certain point. But like, I went home that morning, mm-hmm. which was still dark out, and I was like, I, I was kind of laying on my bed, looking at my phone. I was just kind of actually, I wasn't even looking at my phone. I was trying mm-hmm. to go to sleep, and like, I feel somebody watch me right now. Right, and I yeah. think it was just my mind, just like still being like, right on alert. Yeah, and so, right. like it was hard to go to sleep that night. Yeah. Um, but like that, I would mm-hmm. two days later, I'd be like, yeah. I'm still. Oh yeah, well it's tough too because we shoot every other week, so we're we're shooting and then we're basically home for ten days, and then we go right back out again. There's not a whole lot of time to kind of like reset a hundred percent, you know, and kind of re. There's not even time to kind of look back and be like, "What was that?" Let me like ponder on that and like, all right, well, time to go to the next one, and you know, it's kind of tough to, you know, process all of the experiences. But maybe that makes it easier, so you're not looming on something for too long. And you're like, all right, sure. I already got to go to this next one. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. In some ways, it's probably it's probably good for my therapist that I'll have to pay for many years to come. 
Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I wonder if I should go back to kind of get ahead of it. Right. Like yeah. as I'm starting to do these, because yeah. like I want to do these more. Like I'm almost Stupid. thinking like maybe like once a month, just right. going out and just yeah, see like to it. see how little it takes to go out and do it. Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, you know, I, I'm hypocritical where I say like do it. I get it. I love it, but at the same time, like like 13 years in, like yeah, I've seen enough stuff where like. I don't know. Like, I always wonder, like, if I knew what I would experience and what I would go through, like, would I do it again? And honestly, I would. <laughs> and so know? would Outlook. Like, I totally would. You know, I would yeah. definitely do it again. Um, but, like, maybe things differently. Like, so, like, there's, it's, it's very, it can be dangerous. Like, I've, you know, I've literally, I've lost friends that are literally not here anymore because of how deep they got into the paranormal world. Yeah. And so, like, you know, there's, there's, there's levels of, caution you know like like anything like you can easily get carried away you can have it overtake you you can do yep. that but at the same time i get it i do it every other week and i love it and don't plan on stopping anytime soon so yeah i don't think i would do it that often mm -hmm. um i feel like it's a little different when you have a child like i can't make that kind of a commitment True, to yeah. every other week doing it yeah. um but yeah no i i totally get that because i've seen people get lost like with podcasting like mm -hmm. i've seen people get so enveloped that like it fall it crumbles because yeah. they just they don't give anything time to breathe. They don't give anything mm -hmm. time to to marinate. Right. Sort of say like the mm -hmm. episode we did the last time. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm still getting hits on it. Granted, it's from people who are are in relationships with you and are right. madly like in love with you. Fans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's still like going, and I feel like if you just kind of breeze over that, you're you're not giving anything the time of day it needs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but speaking of doing it for 13 years and seeing everything, mm -hmm. uh, we, Franny procured some videos for us to cool. watch. Um, so, as a reminder, every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we do this uh, where we go and watch creepy videos. Nice. We'll have somebody on. We'll talk about it. We'll just kind of react to it. Um, nice. It's just That's more cool. content for you guys. And then after Wednesdays at 9, you can watch Ghost Adventures. There you go. See? Yeah. 9 Pacific? <laughs> uh, not, no. Well, it's 9 Eastern, so it would be – it's still 9. I don't know. It's We're weird. We're competing. It's like if you <laughs> – well, no. So, it, yeah, I guess it would be 6 p.m. if you have direct TV. If you – have like Cox, it's I think Cox, it would still be 9 p.m. here, here, but so if there you, have, you like, go. Direct TV does East Coast time, so there you go. If you want yeah. a really just <laughs> fucking terrifying night, just watch <laughs> us at 6 p.m., then instantly go into Ghost Adventures, which right. you guys are still pumping out. Episode, you're on the yeah, what season are you guys on uh, right I now? I think they're it's labeled 27 right now, <laughs> but for you, it's just yeah. it's just a blur of right. all right, we're going to the next one. <laughs> and somebody's like, in, in season 18, you're like, you're gonna have to be oh, way more specific that, than yeah, that, yeah, like, and I feel bad because like I've been there and lived it and like there's people that are like oh this one episode at this time at this time mark this happened i'm like yeah sure i believe you <laughs> i was like i don't even remember being there honestly like, <laughs> <laughs> am i actually I talking to a guy from ghost adventures <laughs> right? right now like he doesn't yeah. even remember 90 percent. like that's it. the best thing of imdb like i'll always look up and be like oh yeah we did go there this is where we went <laughs> someone's like you went here like did i yeah did i actually go there I um like, i kind of remember that marcus <laughs> did marcus did that on the last episode he marcus did that was like yeah. fangirling and then he oh yeah he busted <laughs> out some facts yeah he busted <laughs> yeah. out like legitimate facts he played it cool though he was like he was like oh so like blah 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 and i'll tell him he's like yeah, I know about that because that was this episode. <laughs> you, you, you can tell he was like reeling yeah. it in. Um, yeah, Marcus is tremendous. He's actually been on one of the live streams and oh, nice. he uh, he <laughs> we we definitely had some substances right before that episode aired. <laughs> we were like, we, but it's kind of like our tradition now. Like George mm. and I kind of get into like a we're gonna have fun with this. Let's kind of right. you know let's maybe get a little high and then watch it and then we're like that hits a little better. Like okay, I was actually right. scared that time. <laughs> Uh, so this first one says, uh, the Hampton Court Palace ghost. So one of the most famous modern ghost clips, to kind of preface, he wanted mm -hmm. to find 
like some of the most famous clips okay. and show them to you, and you can either you've seen them, right? Or it's you, or you can be like, no, I know what that is. Sure, so, yeah. um, one of the most famous modern ghost clips. It is speculated to be a spectral form of one of Henry the Seventh's many wives. Uh, what is your take on this clip? Notice how there is no typical ghostly translucency to this. Is this possibly real footage of a spirit or an elaborate hoax? So, if Lana, mm-hmm. if we want to roll that first one. And you can see like a dress. Yeah. I mean, it definitely you could see there's some kind of person of some source opening the doors. I mean, I would say if it is. That was my mom in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would say if like that is like legit, like it's pretty amazing and incredible, you know, evidence. Uh, it's always tough, like watching anybody's evidence. I always find it tough because, like, if you're not there, it's a, you're it's naturally a skeptic. Yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, when you do have an experience, like, you know, is that the only camera angle? Was there is there a security camera inside that was looking towards the door? Things like that would be how I would try to debunk it or kind of like look more into it. Like, is there anything yeah. else? You know, like looking at it just as that, like, holy shit, like that's amazing, you know. But then like, like all right, like. Can we see any other angles? Like, try to figure it out. Um, the one thing that throws me off is the frame rate. Yeah, well, because it said it was a CCTV. Right. So, like, footage. it's definitely like a slower frame rate. And that's why it's like so, like, jittery. Yeah. And to me, like, that's tough because you get like, you can get weird motion blurs that yeah. can kind of like call, like, you know, cause you to see things. And, you know, and also if there was just a person that did that and then like walked away real quick, it would probably only picture like, pick up pieces of their movement and it would look like this blurry ghosty figure. So it's, it's tough to say to, you know, without being there, but I mean, as it is, if that was legit, that's pretty cool. The EMF detector is calling you a liar. It started going, it started going up. It started going up when you were talking about that. Um, okay. So this next one says, this is a compilation of poltergeist activity in this person's home. There are many accounts of poltergeist activity occurring to families, especially when they are young children entering puberty within the household. Is it possible that there is a sort of energy shift when this occurs that lets these children tap into a higher consciousness or is it entities that can sense this high energy change? What are your thoughts? So we'll run the second one. Okay. 40 scariest minutes of my life caught on camera. It got dark. I don't know if there's a light flicker. Yeah. Oh, something going by. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I think it's a mirror right next to the door, right? Could be. It looks like something. That's the growling, I guess. See, so, okay, you. I yeah. instantly heard you start perking up. Like, yeah. what are you? What like, are you reading off of that? It's it's too good. Mm. <laughs> too much happening at once. Too much. Like, like we've been. I've been doing it for so long, and seen enough. Like, like it's never that. Like. Not to say it couldn't never. Not be saying that it couldn't. Like and like obviously like I'm not there, so right. who knows? But like first looking, I was like, if they were done, like they just they did. It was too much. Like, like the door, like everything shaking. Like it was just. It was almost like it was. If it felt very planned and felt very scripted, it felt very, you know, like 
it's like do everything we can in one video, and, <laughs> you know, like, and if that was happening, we would see that like everybody would be like, holy shit, this stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like we would yeah. have more of that happening, but it doesn't, it doesn't usually happen. It's only like just the one and done. It's much more subtler than that usually. Yeah, I would, and you're definitely the expert on this, but just based on what I experienced, like, yeah. it was never, okay, I saw a full body, because I did see, I don't even think I told you, I saw a full body apparition, oh, nice. and I saw, as clear as I'm seeing you, yeah. a face, oh, wow. nice. where there was nobody else there, mm -hmm. um, but it was just that, I didn't yeah. hear anything, but then it disappeared, mm -hmm. and then I would feel cold, and then, like, something grabbed my arm, Right. but it was never, the only the only time we ever got something to sync yeah. was the EMF spiking when we got right. a voice, but... Yeah, and, like, in that video, like, I've experienced almost each of those things individually but like to have it all like one after another after another after another like i don't know i would you know like, i would ah. be very suspect yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> ah, jay's ruining everybody's day Sorry. here um, <laughs> uh, okay so this next one says uh, the next two videos come to us from japan many tragedies have struck japan from nuclear destruction to tsunamis and warfare that left thousands dead do you think that japan's history causes all of these hauntings to be more of the residual type or the intelligent type for people who may not know, a residual haunting is an event from the past playing over and over okay. like this. <laughs> uh, like a loop with sometimes no rhyme or reason. An intelligent haunting is zero rhyme or reason and often includes poltergeist-like activity. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if that could be um, like with the Conjuring House where you're right. seeing them at dinner. It's just they're kind of – right. but it's it like seems a loop like – or... but it was almost yeah. like both though, right? Yeah, I feel like there is the idea of like it is just a loop of energy but also that you're looking into – you know, because – what is time? You know, like, is it? It's not a linear thing. It's, you know, it, literally we made up time to just create order. So like, it it could be like what everything that has happened is happening and will happening is all happening at the same time. But it's our perspective that allows us to experience it. And for some reason, there's little crossovers in that experience. It's just like so much energy or so much information to digest. It's like always every time Jay's here, I'm like, okay, I gotta like really pay attention. Uh, so the first video of these two says a wailing ghost gets boiling water thrown at it and has a very clear auditory response. This one's crazy. I've seen this one okay. before, uh, Lana. If we want to play that one. So the, they're wailing outside right now. Okay, so that's the the, the ghost yeah. is wailing. It grabs boiling water. You can see the steam. That's kind of hilarious, though. Like, right? think of like, have you guys ever yeah. tried that? Like, something's like going on. Throwing it on it. I mean, I've thrown stuff at ghosts for sure. <laughs> I'm assuming with no real results. No, probably I, opposite. I, right? I chucked a spirit box once at some kind of entity that was running at me, and it just went past it and smashed on the oh, wall. Oh hell no! So with that though, what is what is what's going through your head with that one? I mean, it's kind of almost similar to that. Like the voice is too. Like I've heard so many EVPs and ghost voices where that's like, like the frequency range of it uh, where it is up front like it it sounds more human than you know paranormal uh i mean either way they should probably move because it's, <laughs> it's either a ghost or they have some kind of like i don't know i feel like that's the energy you need to get rid of that stuff. Alley. 
I feel like just dousing something in hot water. That might also be a hate crime. Yeah, I if think, we think about it. Yeah, they definitely should talk to a lawyer if it was a real person. Uh, okay, so this last video says. A Japanese taxi driver escorts a ghostly woman to a destination and engages in conversation only to find that no real person ever entered his car. I think we did this, Lana. I think we saw this when you uh, were co-hosting the live streams with us. So we'll play this one. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. So he is driving a taxi cab. Mm -hmm. He pulls over, lets a woman in. I don't think he's picked up the person yet. No, it's right there. She's forming. She forms in the back seat. Oh, she just forms. No, no, no. Because yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, he like they opened the door. Gotcha. And that's why he's having a normal conversation with them. All right, like he thought it was someone he picked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think whatever was in the back's gone now. Yeah. Oh, there it is again. Oh, and it reappears. Huh. You look like a Vienna sausage. PS1 graphics. Right. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to see that in my rear view mirror. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've identified it has two eyes yeah. and a nose. Hey, I mean, you see the facial features yeah. and everything. Like, is that like a cut? I like think a, so. Is that what? It, huh. Perfect. All right, Lana, you can mute that track on the mixer so we don't get any spirits Good. from Outlook. Yeah. Um, from Outlook. <laughs> but with that one, so yeah. so with kind of how that, like, that mm -hmm. seems, what I, and you can probably add some truth to this, but I feel like spirit, it takes a lot of energy for spirits to. Uh, 100%. So that's... I feel like that takes a fuck ton of energy. Yeah, like, like, that's. And it's one of those same things where it's almost like it's almost too good. Right. Where like, like I said, I'm not there. I can't totally dismiss it. One, it's almost too good. Two, the video quality is terrible. Like, right. It's like <laughs> it's like a, a, a. It's like it's like all the alien videos. Like, oh my yeah. god, we finally caught an alien, and it's like all pixelated, and you're like that right there. Like, it's just yeah. it's tough to tell. Reaching for straws, you know, and that's you know why I think it's important. Like one of the things we always strive for is like you said, like multiple devices, high quality to be able to present things is you know, for credibility wise. Yeah. And I feel like you can kind of catch, I don't want to call them fakers. But you can kind of catch the BS a little easier because like I have an iPhone, that thing records in 4k. Right. Like you can very clearly oh, yeah. record things. Absolutely. So, um, that was crazy though. I'm glad I got to, I never thought yeah. I'd <laughs> check off. I, I think I told you, um, and I, I've, I've said it on the show, but when I, uh, when I was talking to you about getting ready for this go sign, and by mm -hmm. the way, just in case anybody's listening, Jay didn't like pay for anything. He didn't do anything with it. Yeah. I just asked him for advice. Yeah. Um, but like it was a very pinch me moment where I'm like mm. thinking like little me is watching the shows <laughs> right. on my TV when I was supposed to be going yeah. to bed for school. <laughs> and now I have my own show doing the same thing, but I'm getting help totally. from those people. I'm like, yeah. holy crap. So doing that was like kind of yeah. a surreal That's moment. Cool. And like I said, too, like I don't I like being able to help. And, yeah. you know, especially with like how I said either like. You know, if you can just not do it, great. Like, don't do it. Like, almost like it's dangerous. It's, it could be terrible. <laughs> it can ruin a lot of things. But I know you're going to do it. It's like 
telling a kid like, "Oh, don't go sneak a beer." Like they're gonna go sneak a beer. Like yeah, that's you know what I mean. <laughs> not like, to get political because that's not what the show is, but like a lot of the times, like these books getting banned, I'm like, it's just gonna make people want to read it. More. Yeah, like. Totally. Granted, should I have had access to the internet that I did? <laughs> right. No, but now we have this show, yeah. so I think it's it worked out well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like they're gonna like, what are you gonna do when like your right. child is like twenty and they're right. like, what's sex? And you're like, what the? Like I, what? that doesn't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, that's not how kids are. <laughs> you were made. made in a lab. <laughs> Some people are. They're petri dish. Right I think I was. But, um, uh, but yeah, but just to top that off is like with that, you know, I've done what I've done and experienced what I do and I feel like I'm at a point where it's like I'm deep enough where like I'm just going to keep going because you know I've already I've already gotten my boots messed up <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep walking through the mud you know and if I can like talk to people that are like wanting to do it and like you're going to do it whether you ask me for tips or not so like I might as well give you some tips that might help you out and might you know, make it easier for you and might save your life exactly too. totally yeah <laughs> uh, it was almost like um, as soon as we met Steven from the Pioneer, who's now the owner. I think mm. he, he acquired it in 2020. As soon as I met him um, and was producing his show, and then Brian, who I'll have to introduce you to. I need to introduce you to Brian, mm. because you guys would hit it off. Um, totally. But it was like almost instantaneous. Brian's like, we got to go go send at the Pioneer. I was nice. like, okay. Like, still right. like nervous. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. I don't know if that's yeah. what I want this show to be. I started teasing it on the show mm. during the lives, and everyone was like, yeah, please, can you do that? And right. I was like, Oh, for real? People want this? Yeah. Yeah. And then now I did it. I was like, I could do that again. Right. Like, it wasn't that bad. Like, I was terrified. Yeah, of course. But, like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've done, you know, I don't even know how many hundreds and hundreds of investigations. And there's still, like, every time there's still a level of nervousness. There's almost, like, the hour before I have to leave, like, I'm ready to go. But I'll just sit in my hotel room. And I'm kind of like, all right, like, (laughs) (sighs) here we go. Like, and there's still always that moment of just kind of, like, what's going to happen, you know? And there's times where, like, we're investing in a place where, like, oh, this is all, you know, unicorns and puppy dogs. Like, there's nothing <laughs> crazy yeah. scary here. But then you go in and it goes off the wall, you know, so you never really know. Yeah, it's it's a surreal feeling. But uh, so I did what I did last time, and I went to the Ghost Adventures subreddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was super excited about the last time I invited yeah, them. And I think nice. it's it's nice to be able to have a, a platform where we can yeah. allow the, the audience. I mean – it's not hard to get a hold of you anyways. Like, it's not like you're like, right. nobody talked to me. Yeah, I don't, I'm not yeah. hidden in a hole somewhere. But y- Yeah, you're <laughs> you're right here right now. Yeah. So um, so I went to Reddit and I pulled some questions. I let people know you were coming on again. Cool. And I said, what should I ask him? And I linked the previous episode. I said, so we don't get any crossover. I think we yeah. have a couple here, yeah. but it should be fine. Um, so the first question comes from Hot Heat 5042 And they go, or they ask, are there any places you'd personally want, uh, never want to step foot in again? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Like, there's probably stuff I shouldn't. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like maybe the Conjuring House again. Right, the Conjuring House or like even like Goatman's Bridge, like places that have yeah. like oh. such a dark, you know, experience. There's part of me that's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. But then the scientific part of me is like, no, like do it twice. See what happens the second time. Because that's then you the can ultimate, cross it. Right. That's the ultimate scientific test is like if it can be repeated. And that's the thing that's why a lot of like, mainstream science doesn't appreciate the paranormal because it's hard to repeat things on demand right you know and like for them to believe it and accept it like it has to be repeatable you know like so going to the locations multiple times and it's great when we do like goldfield we've been there many times every time we go there we capture things levitating we capture things moving by themselves and you know so to me it's like all right this is showing repetitive behaviors so like hopefully the scientific community can eventually see that and be like, oh, okay, it's, 
you know, there's something there. There's a little more credibility to it. Moving on to the next one. Uh, these are, like I said, these are always, like, so dense mm-hmm. that it's hard to, like... Oh, yeah. I, I can't even imagine Lana. Like, I know sometimes, like, I'll, I'll get, like, she's not even... Attention. No, believe me, I'm over here scared. But, I was like, you go to the Goldsfield Hotel every time and you yeah. see something levitate, yeah. bitch, bitch. No, no. I'll sit back and edit your shit. Yeah, she can. What's, what's that behind you? Fuck you. Yeah, we should put the EMF behind her and let it, let it go. Uh, okay, so this next one comes from Fearless underscore Bell 1703 asks, what was the life-changing moment that made you believe in ghosts outside of Ghost Adventures and what moments since then has been the most ground-shaking proof evidence-wise, on that belief? Uh, so, uh, man, I don't know. It goes way back. I mean, even as a kid, I remember probably some of my earliest experiences was uh, I was a weird kid. I liked to go play in the woods of New Jersey. Uh, I grew up near the Pine Barrens, so, like, the Jersey Devil was a big part of my upbringing, and there was We've a lot of lore, show, yeah. stuff like that. So, like, I remember being out the woods as a kid and just kind of playing around and um, – and I remember my friend and I, we were out there and we saw some kind of like, it was like a cryptoid, really. Like, not massive, but it was some kind of creature that was able to stand up and it was just like coming at us. And like, it was suburbia, but we had patches of woods, you know? So it wasn't like wild. Like, there was no way it was like some crazy wild animal. Uh, and I just remember this like thing chasing us and we both saw, we both ran and then kind of looked back and like it just like dissolved and went away. And that was one of the earliest experiences. That was probably like middle school, maybe somewhere around there. And I remember that, and then, um, and then from there, like I just kept diving into more, and like wanted to know more, and like you know try to figure out the unknown, and probably dive too much into it, and <laughs> lots of Ouija boards. I don't know. I think we might have talked about my Ouija board experience. Uh, I almost got yeah. stabbed in the throat. My what? friend got possessed. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. A teenager and tried to stab me after a Ouija board. You know, the entity basically came through the Ouija board and possessed him, and he tried to stab me in the throat. And you guys still friends? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> uh, I mean, I honestly, that was the last moment. I think I saw him. I mean, man, it's kind of terrible thinking about now, but like a couple weeks after that, he remember he came over and he said to me, "He's like, man, I feel like something's been like following me, and like something's Aww. like really messing with me." And he was kind of like starting to lose it. And at that time, I was like, oh, that sucks. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> wow, crazy. And then I don't think I ever saw him after oh, that. Man. So I don't know. Hopefully, if he's out there, I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, let's let's hope. Uh, so this next one's from <laughs> Subatai underscore super underscore shorty asks. Where did how, I come up with these names? I don't know. Well, I think it's because like Reddit gives them to you. Oh, okay. So like I, my account is like emergency move. Oh, okay. And then like a bunch of numbers. Yeah, and I don't like, even have a Reddit, so I don't know. It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go on there. Uh, this, uh, this question is, how many shoots don't end up on TV? for lack of evidence i think we asked this before but i think you kind of yeah we still we show every investigation we've done uh there was the one in seattle where we went and absolutely nothing happened paranormal wise um but we still showed it because it's still the experience it's still us trying it's still you know the us actively investigating and i feel like that adds validity though where you're like you're not going to get something every time exactly and you know we presented it like we didn't want to say it wasn't haunted we didn't say they were faking it like you know i have my own personal belief i'm leaning towards you know one or the other but like we were like hey when we were here nothing happened and you know we left it at that and i think they were not happy after that and but <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do 
So, so according to you, no episode has ever been filmed and then not released yeah. because of lack of evidence. Now, yeah. I'm sure there may be like the... Uh, no, or I think everything. Even, I think there was one one time where like some paperwork type... It was like a network thing. It wasn't a evidence Well, not even, not even that it was all shot. Like we were just like getting ready to start doing it and then it fell through or whatever. Like that happens sometimes. Like location schedules change and then it's like, oh, we got to go somewhere else instead. Now, like, I'm assuming like for me, I have to actually go and go through the proper but i feel like for mm. you guys it's probably not that hard to get i mean i'm assuming there's probably still mm. some some steps but like people are probably more willing to open their doors uh, to let you yes guys in. and no i mean a lot of places don't want to be known as a paranormal place like, oh they kind of just like business. yeah they're just like oh we you know they're, we're trying to run our business as it is we don't want that you know that that label of being a known haunted place so some places are totally against it where others embrace it and they're just like yeah come on in like the Pioneer, for example. Yeah. Like they actually, I think this month they have a Spirits with Spirits mm -hmm. nice. thing where they, and I'm like, yeah. that's genius. That's tremendous. But, but they, the way I look at sorry. it, it's like you should embrace it. Like why yeah. not? Like even if it's like, I get it. Like people are like, some people are weird about the paranormal, but like it's still history too. Like even yeah. if you're not embracing the paranormal side, it's okay to embrace the history. That's like one of the things Vegas that I love Vegas, but the part I don't like about it is how like everything just gets torn down and built new. Like anything yeah. older than like 20 years they're like all right let's get rid of that and build something flashy brand new like there's something about you know saving the history and embracing that history and like you know learning the history and that's kind of what the paranormal is it's you're connecting to that history yeah i mean i want to like and the thing with the strip is like they are not gonna let you go in there no. and do that <laughs> but like the bally's oh yeah Bally's definitely would be great. has to be because mm -hmm. that was where the mgm was right like has to be. I know uh, uh, where the Riviera was. I know you said you got to yeah, go in there when yeah, there was we investigated nothing. the Riviera. Yeah, we did that twice. Once when it was still operation, and then once when it was shut down, which was surreal just to see a casino floor empty and quiet. Was yeah, kind of that's a, gotta be actually kind of terrifying, weird, right? Yeah, it was so it was like so quiet, and you're like, man, just the you can almost see everything that was going on there, and it was just it was wild to see it. And uh, we investigated Binion's down on Fremont. Which that was a pretty cool one because that whole what people don't know the casino is still there but the whole tower is pretty much abandoned. Oh, I didn't know. I used to work. Um, I worked for Two K, the video mm -hmm. game company. Okay, yeah. I know they actually just moved, but if you're you know that downtown event concert center. Yeah. So if you look at it to the left, is that tall white building? Two mm -hmm. K and a couple of other game studio oh, QA nice. centers were in there. That's cool. So I worked downtown uh, for three years and. There, you could just feel there's an, there's an energy oh, just yeah. there just all the time. that whole general Fremont-esque downtown area. Have it's... you been to the Jackie Gone suite at the El Cortez? No, it's I haven't. It's a top no, yeah. floor. So I went there, not for paranormal, actually. Right. Uh, there's a guy, a big Vegas YouTuber, and he hired me to, to film a video. Mm -hmm. And I was up there, and I was like, it looks like it's a, <laughs> yeah. straight out of the 80s. But you're That's like, cool. this feels fucking weird. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't put my now I can kind yeah, of put yeah, my finger on it. Probably there's something there, especially the Cortez. Like that's one of the oldest yeah. hotels still in existence. I think in Vegas at least. Yeah, yeah. That was so that like that, there you go. There was my first creepy right. Yeah, <laughs> videography gig was like nice. what the I don't know what's going on here, and I didn't really. I I mean I had the show, but mm -hmm. I wasn't that tuned in. Um, this next question comes from Luna Giraffe Seven, and they ask, "Where do you learn about the different rituals and spiritual things you do on the show?" Uh, I read a lot. Uh, a lot of books, um, I guess the internet too, like you can find stuff. It's very kind of hidden and buried now. And like, I've seen it, like I remember when the internet first came out, not to like date myself, but I remember that then. <laughs> and then like to now, like there's so much information, but it's also very funneled. Like it's like, I feel like there's only a few things you can like kind of get to really as, you know, compared to what you used to be able to. So I remember back in the day, like, 
like I felt like there was so much more access to like seeing just weird and unknown things. Rotten.com. And, and, yeah, and like stuff like stuff. that. And so just that, a lot of books, you know, I have like a pretty extensive collection. I have some like old, old books that are like, I have some from like the 1800s that are like old ritual magic books that were printed in the 1800s, which, you know, which you can't find those anymore. Like stuff like from different societies, different organizations, things like that. And then I kind of take from different ones and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. This kind of, you know, I, you know, this vibes with me. I get that, you know, this makes sense to the location where we're at, things like that. And I'll kind of pick and choose, you know, what might work best for the location that we're at. Not to, to piggyback off of the internet thing, but like on lately we've been on like a, like a gore video kick where like mm. somebody on TikTok will talk about it and then mm. I'll go to the guest like, you want to see it? <laughs> yeah. And I'll show them like the cameras can't see it, but we can see it. Yeah. But like, I don't remember it being this hard to find those videos. Oh, yeah. I remember I used to rent at a at a video store, Faces of Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was just a VHS yeah. tape, and it was, like, just clips of just gruesome, yeah. terrible things. But I, I feel like I watched the first one. I, I don't think I saw the second one of the later ones, but I remember mm. watching the first one, and, like, I don't know how much of it is actually real. Right, yeah. I feel now, like, I mean, honestly, I was probably, like, I was, I mean, it's terrible to say. I was probably a kid when I first saw those. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. 100%. So to me, it was like now, but like probably looking at it now, I'd probably like, yeah, that might be a little. You remember Live Leak, right? Uh, Live Leak? It sounds, I never. So really that was it like much, where. I remember hearing so about So George that. and I were, Lana excluded, the, like Travis, Chase, George, and myself. We all <laughs> graduated the same year, we're all around the same <laughs> age. I've known George since sixth grade. Nice. Uh, in middle school, we used to watch Live Leak, and it would be like oh, yeah. before school start, and you're like, oh, you want to watch this dude get his head cut off with a chainsaw by the right. cartel? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you kind of just feel weird all the, that right, whole day. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't feel right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that it's used like, to be so easy. Like, I remember it being shared on, like, Facebook sometimes right, back yeah. in the day. It's like every time I watch Antichrist. What is that? The Lars von Trayer film. It's a movie. Oh, no. Oh, man. It's, it's great. It's terribly great. Terribly great. <laughs> He's like, I don't recommend you watch it, but it's tremendous. No, definitely watch it. It's it's it, it sticks with you for sure. Is it like a snuff film almost? Or no, it's uh, William Defoe's in it. Oh, okay. Uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Gainsbourg. It's uh, it's just one in the acting. The cinematography is phenomenal. Uh, Lars von Trier is an incredible director, but he's known as very like very intense. Very like he doesn't hide anything. Like there's nothing like no off like all violence. Like it happens. You see it. You know, like a lot of stuff now, especially today's horror. Like. Like, oh, there's about to be a killing, and Implied. we pan away, and, and, you know, maybe a little blood splatter or something, but, like, he, you're in it with him, and it's 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 one of those movies, I remember when I watched it, I was like, I feel dirty for, like, yeah, okay. like a month. <laughs> uh, there's one that I still get, like, I still feel weird about, and it was, like, a French film, you may have heard of it, but it's, like, played in, like, reverse almost, Huh. but oh. there's, like, a, there's, like, a, a sexual assault scene. Mm-hmm. In like this, it's in Paris. So it's oh, in the uh, irreversible. N- maybe the Gaspar Noe. I don't. I don't. But it looks like it's shot. Oh, it looks like older or shot on like right. lower grade. Yeah. But like, there's like a sexual assault scene with like a pimp and this girl. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like in an out like a tunnel. Yeah. Like okay. A, so it's yeah. that. Yeah. But it's like ten minutes, and, right, and yeah. they don't. They yeah. Don't it's all one up. shot. And you're like, oh god. And uh, like all the camera moves are like they're always like spinning. Yeah. And yeah that's irreversible. Oh, okay. Gaspar Noe. Yeah. That thing. That, his movies are. The same way? Too. Yeah, super intense. Yeah, I saw that and I was like... His are a little <sighs> more like... His are tougher to watch because it's almost like, all right, like I'm starting to get nauseous watching the spins, but like... On top of the gruesome content. Right. Uh. <laughs> but like, but still like amazing films. Like Irreversible, <sighs> I Stand Alone is a good one that he did. Have you guys seen the movie called The Siberian Film? Oh, the... You're talking about um, 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, the one where the guy like rapes the baby. Yeah, it's like a straight <laughs> up snuff film. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. the Siberian, or no, it's not Siberian. This... It's the Serbian. Serbian film. There you Ser- go. Yeah. Like I've yeah. heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, long time ago. Bro, like literally just <laughs> just look at the trailer alone. It's like pretty disturbing. Yeah. But, but they, he... have a, they have a scene where he, like it opens with, it's illegal to watch out here. That's how like gruesome it is. But they, the, in the beginning shot, he's like. Like going at it graping, we'll yeah. say graping for you too. Graping a baby, and then it gets so far deep that he ends up doing it to his own son, and he doesn't know because it's, it's just ingrained. It's a fucked up film, bro. Like yeah. if I actually explain it to you, it's so yeah, good. It's so dark. But it's super dark. See, but, uh, but that's stuff I'd watch though, because like, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've desensitized, which is probably not good yeah. at all. But yeah. I feel like I've desensitized. Like, all those, like a lot of like Lars von Trier, Gaspar Noé, like all these other directors. There was a movement in the '90s. It was called like Dogma '90. Ninety-five, I forget. It's like the year it was kind of happening, and basically these horror directors got together and made a set of rules, like almost like you know, there's it's always handheld. Like they set these rules of how to like like a style of making a like film. a gentleman's agreement kind, kind of. of. We're and gonna do they, this like, with our for films. like a few years. They all like made these like really intense, and it's kind of almost like it's all on like there's nothing like added later. Like it's all like whatever you have in the moment to use, and it's just uh, it's a really like it's a rabbit hole you could always go down and you know for a cinephile to like yeah to explore it's pretty yeah. wild stuff have you seen martyrs oh yeah martyrs is great I the original hearing... french one though the remake oh there's a remake yeah they did an american version oh i've, too, I've yeah. only seen the french version okay i think yeah. it's the french version mm-hmm. yeah we're like it, in the house like in oh the, i love it because it, it starts in. off you're like all right this is a this is like a torture film oh wait no it's a home invasion film oh wait no it's it, a paranormal it, but now it's back to a torture monster film. film and then it's a torture yeah and then it ends and you're like uh, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, they didn't even answer their own questions right? in the movie. Yeah. That's a good one too, Lana. Yeah, Martyrs. Martyrs is great. And it basi- so basically, the general plot is like there's a, a group that's trying to figure out what happened. Like they basically get people, mostly women, as close to death as possible to see if like they can talk to yeah, God. It's like the idea of like you can gain enlightenment through extreme torture, and like when you're on that cusp of death is when you can truly gain enlightenment. What? So they like send <laughs> yeah. people to that point. And like basically, no one survives, but then finally, someone kind of does. And yeah, and then the lady at the end is like DMT. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's France; they don't have that there. Um, Okay, so Man of War two seventy four asks, "Who would you like most to join you guys as an investigator for an episode?" Oh man, I don't know. Britney Spears. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not now. You guys have had Post, right? Yeah, we had Post Malone on. Uh, We've had a lot of different guests over the years, but uh, I was trying to remember. There was one I think I saw, and I was like, "What? They went with you?" Right. I think it was a comedian. Uh, Brendan Schwab. No. Came out. Uh, Uh, We had Jeff Ross, the comedian. Nice. We we investigated the comedy store. Yeah, because I've heard there's a lot of stuff there. uh, That was cool because I called him up because I I shot his Comedy Central special like. Before Ghost Adventures, and oh, okay. I was like, oh, "We're at the comedy store. Like, if you have any stories, like, come on out." And uh, he came out and he did like a roast for us. And then <laughs> while he's while he's on stage in the uh, in in the main room, he's roasting us, and he starts talking about one of the comics that died there. And all the lights on the stage just start flickering, nice. and he's just like. What the, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, what? How'd you do that? Yeah, what he's you're like, doing it. And we're like, no, like we're all sitting here, like we're not doing that. And because I think, pretty I think like Kennison is said to be there, yeah. or something, and then a couple of others. Yeah, there and... was a weird story. I forget how it went exactly, but there was a story about Kennison like levitated one night or something. What? Like got that's just Ken- that's just him though. Like he just <laughs> right. has that energy, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's probably no one I could think of, like just off the top of my head. I mean, I'm always open to people. It's kind of fun to bring people in, but at the same time, like. 
there is just something special when the four of us get together. And like sometimes it like as much as it's fun to have guests, it kind of like can also take away at times. So like, yeah, like there's just something I don't know. There's just something about what we do and our energies together that we get what we get. Tremendous. Okay, so so it's kind of a you're open to anybody. But at the moment, you're kind of like, yeah, like like what we said earlier, like or I told you beforehand when we had more people in the pioneer with us, it felt like the energy died. Right. It felt like almost like we were yeah. taking away from and it. And sometimes with like the guests, like especially if like they don't know what they're doing, like, you know, like you kind of have to like, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to say it's more work, but it's kind of like there's more downtime where it's like, all right, like this is what we're going to do. This is like how yeah, it, it's like, more handholding. Right. Where it's nice just to be able to like, all right, we're going in and we just do our thing. Yeah, I saw the um, – I watched it. I think it was on YouTube, so maybe I just got somebody in trouble. But uh, the when you guys were – it was the Haunted Museum, but when, like, he was like, I just had people quit. Oh, we're right. going to figure out what this is. <laughs> but it was, like, almost mm-hmm. like you guys got there and, bam, straight into it. And I was like, oh, I, right. I guess, that, like, when you've done it for so long, you mm-hmm. probably just already are already all thinking the same yeah. thing. All right, we're I mean, order. honestly, it's thinking on the fly. Like, yeah. Zach's great at coming up with ideas, like, on the fly. Like, even with the interviews, things like that, like – We'll show up like with literally just like, all right, we're interviewing these five people. That's all we got. And we show up and then like he's instantly like just he just starts pacing around, looking around like, all right, let's do this here. We'll start here. And then we go over there and we just, you know, we just do it all on the fly. Yeah, I uh, I found that out the hard way because everybody was like, all right, what are we doing? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm supposed to be leading this. <laughs> right, yeah. OK, cool. Uh, let's start at the poker table. And then right. I kind of and then it just kind of led it. But I kind of paced it, though, too. I even mm-hmm. said I was like. I, I, one, we're in their space. Right. I don't want to feel like we're kicking. And we had a, the, the, the uh, bartender told us, he's like, yeah, we had people that said, this place ain't haunted. You guys are full of shit because they would, something would touch the rim pot and then they would start searching for it. Oh, right. And so I would just kind of let it come to us. Yeah. And when we did that, it worked tremendously. Yeah. Sometimes so. the best thing is just to sit and wait and kind of see what happens. Yeah. So uh, this is the last question from Reddit. It's, okay. uh, I think it's a Simica Wizard. Do you see yourselves moving on to other areas outside of the Western United States soon? Maybe a bit north or even possibly southward? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're always talking about it. Um, we've just been talking recently about trying to, you know, figure out investigations and places to go. Uh, it's just we live in Vegas. Like, this is our home. This is where we live. And honestly, like, there's always, like, probably since the original documentary and things like that, we all have this draw to wild West towns. There's something about the Southwest. That's like, like that's our, I don't know. It's our heart, I guess in it. And like, that's, there's just something about this area specifically that like always calls to us. So we tend to go here more often. Um, there's nothing wrong with the East coast. I'm originally from the East coast. I love it. And I'm sure like we will get back there eventually. Yeah. I feel like this is my personal opinion. You can probably confer with this a little bit, but like, I feel like there's way more activity because that's where like, the country started. Yeah, there's definitely age yeah. for sure. There's the older age. But there's something about like like I mentioned the Wild West again. Like there's just that energy of the Wild West. It was so lawless and like like there's just so much fucked up shit that happened that like yeah. I don't know. It's just every time we do these old mining towns, things like that, it's just like it's it's the best. I don't know. Jay, I wanna say thank you again for coming on. I'm very fortunate to know you and to kind of have i don't want to i guess this kind of relationship we have going um but what is ghost adventures currently doing what do you guys have going on yeah, right uh, now? we have new episodes uh every wednesday night on discovery channel uh i think it probably ends soon like i think november 8th is our last episode of this season or this will probably be like a mid-season break and then whenever it comes on later on but uh yeah we're still on every wednesday night uh new episodes of the haunted museum season two is coming out 
there's episodes of Screaming Room that have been airing. I don't know the exact schedule of it, but I think they're on every ele- at 11 every night after. So we air our shows on Wednesday at 9, and then Screaming Room comes on at 11. Uh, so that, there's that. Uh, yeah, still filming away. So what do you have? What does Jay Wisely have uh, on the horizon? I mean, always still more Ghost Adventures. Uh, I've also my studio, so your, doing music. Your detector's going off hella hard. Oh shit! Oh, it is. It's blinking. Oh, it just oh, went. It I went know. orange. No, yours is hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It went orange. That's what I got going on. <laughs> That's what you got going on. It's just this, just regularly. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, your studio is tremendous. I got to Thanks. see it the other day, and uh, I did have to change my pants after going into the music room. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just saw, like, my retirement fund. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, jam sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got to – man, now I got to bust uh, – <laughs> to kind of preface. So um, I produced Kevin Jonas Sr.'s show. Okay. And um, he, uh, like, came in and he was like, play something for me. And I was like, oh, shit, what? Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> like, that was – I've played yeah. in front of huge yeah, crowds. I've played on the spot like that is – by. The dad of the Jonas Brothers, you're All like, right. what the fuck? Holy <laughs> shit. Right. Okay. Uh, and I think I played him like some jazz riff. I had. He's like, that's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. you good? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get right. some sun real quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, that's even, uh, man, to go in there with all that equipment and be like, all right, don't. Don't screw this up now. <laughs> no, um, there's nothing to screw up. It's just yeah. It's just it's just like ghost hunting. It's just a vibe. Yeah, you just lose some time and have fun. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you once again. Um, I'm very fortunate that you've been on twice now. Yeah, um, I'm super excited to see, and it comes out today. So I'm very Sweet. excited to see the how you react to the yeah. Look forward the, to seeing the it. ghost hunt. Um, and kind of almost kind of like I, I made the joke uh, on the on the show. Um, we did a pre hunt show. Mm. And I was like, these ghosts are going to be like, who the fuck are these amateurs? We've had ghost adventures in here. What are these kids doing? But I feel um, the owner told us we came in and he was like, this is the most professional thing I've nice. seen. And he's, awesome. I mean, he's only been in since 2020. Right. But to be fair, we kind of we kind of took some guidance and took That's some cool, some uh, some notes that. on what to do. So appreciate you, you guidance as always. from a champ, bro. So you was looking real professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah and also we kind of had good equipment to start with like i mean like this is a, oh, yeah. the camera up here is yeah you're doing it right so yeah good. so uh thank you again um yeah, thank absolutely. you so much to everybody listening please go check out the ghost hunt episode which should be out now on youtube uh it's tremendous we're actually going to be premiering it uh at the pioneer so that's gonna be a little crazy um but check out our links down below check us out on instagram and tiktok and facebook we're blowing up on on facebook and until next time everybody stay bizarre <laughs>